This is Get to the Point, brought to you by the Anchor Sports Podcast Network here at the University of Rhode Island in the wonderful Ranger Hall Audio Suite Studio, joined by Sean Anderson. I am Joe DeLeon, and brought back who is a one-time guest on Pointless and hopefully will be a reoccurring staple is Jake Fire, how's it feel to and be back? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the season 13 recap. Every time I'm on the show, you're going to hear the radio voice. So here we are, and we're <laughs> back in action. If he do, if he gets to do his voice, I get to do the mm, yellow people. All right, there we go. Well, don't you think it's going right. to don't you think it's going to get a little redundant if everyone has their own shtick? Just and it give, just feels right. Just give the people. That's my one shtick. Well, I, we don't know what the people want. <laughs> the people, people sensory overload. The people. Want <laughs> I don't mind Jake doing that. I have a problem with Why you going yellow. Why? I don't know. I just don't you like you. See, okay. I, have a, I, have a, I have a future. <laughs> I have a future on NBC or Fox, whatever. Whatever the, whatever the nightly show is, I'll be there. You want to do nights? That's a bold prediction. Hello, no, that, be realistic. If you're going to be on radio, the first thing that you're going to have to do is you're going to be on the night shift from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. Right. It's, no, I'll be it's on, awesome. I'll you get be, to just talk to the truckers and stuff like that and the people just staying up at night. Playing uh, Call of Duty, more like Al Michaels just retired, and me and Chris Collins with a rock in it. Oh, jeez! <laughs> and hello, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Night Football. <laughs> the England Patriots taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> All right. Well, there's plenty to talk about with Week 13 wrapping up. I know it's a Thursday, which we typically don't do. We're going to get back to our normal schedule, but the biggest headline that comes from it is that of Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy and the big ordeal that came out of that Mike McCarthy was recently fired and he apparently I got this this stat from Stone apparently he's the second coach to win a Super Bowl that was fired mid-season so that's a bit of a interesting look at things and how he was treated he was 125 77 and 2 in his career with one Super Bowl win after going 12 and 4 in 2014 the Packers had a bit of a gradual decline in their performance they were 10 and 6 twice and then last season was 7-9. and nine. Infamously, Brett Hundley played most of the games. And then this year, obviously, 4-7-1, and seven and one, which is on par with the Cleveland Browns. Joe Philbin is going to be taking over as the interim coach. And I think one of the more interesting things that also came with this, a bit of a little bit more of a tidbit, is that Packers assistant Winston Moss tweeted, Ponder this, what championship teams have a – or, sorry – what champion teams are great leadership, but that doesn't even make any sense, the way that was phrased, period. It's not the offensive guru trend. It's not the safe trend. Find somebody that is going to hold number 12 and everybody in the building to a hashtag Lombardi standard, period. And he was actually fired right after tweeting that because he essentially was calling out Aaron Rodgers, which very few people have done so. Now that begs the question, and I don't think it's been a reported question and a lot of people have talked about it, but do you guys think, and Sean will go to you first, do you think Aaron Rodgers is difficult to work with? I don't believe he is. I think that a lot of the higher-ups uh, might think he is because he likes to interject his voice on team decisions. I know we talked about this in the summer when we were uh, debating whether or not he should have a say with team operations, and you were on the side of McCarthy and the execs in Green Bay I think that he is just a stand-up guy, and if people don't like that, then I don't know what they can like. You know, I disagree uh, completely. I think that he is not a stand-up guy. I think he has to get his way. I mean, he's a great quarterback, 
But how come how come we haven't seen the results? He's won one Super Bowl, and people say he's better than Brady. I mean, granted, Brady has Belichick, but um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, good quarterbacks find a way to get it done, and they certainly don't blame the coaches who are in charge. They step up and become the face of the franchise. If you want to make that statement, good quarterbacks are the ones that get it done. So you're basically saying that Nick Foles you'd say is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers because he got it Another done. Because I like to put it in the team standard and that perspective. Okay, okay. And Nick Foles is the the greatest team player of all time. He's completely fine. <laughs> that is a hot <laughs> take. <laughs> the hottest take hot, I How do you even prove that? <laughs> he is completely okay with taking the backseat to Carson Wentz. He just likes being part of the team in Philly. He's established there. You know, if they need him, he steps up. I mean, he, he stepped up in the biggest role possible. That is true. He could have gone elsewhere. I'm just saying, I think Rodgers is a leader. I think that people don't like losing, so they want to try and point fingers, and they want to point fingers upwards at Rodgers. The way I look at this is I think Aaron Rodgers is exactly like LeBron in the sense that everybody wants to talk him up and say what a great athlete he is. Look at all the accomplishments he, he has been able to make. Look at all the great things he does when he plays. But nobody wants to talk about the fact that – People hate working with him. There's a reason why Kyrie left LeBron, and I don't want because this Because LeBron to, is the best player but on, I don't in the want world, this and to, Kyrie wanted his own spot. I don't want this to be the main focus of my argument, but I think that it's been proven that Aaron Rodgers wants things to specifically be done his way, and that has be. caused a rift for that team. Agreed. And the biggest thing, and I think that if you look at the contract that Aaron Rodgers has, he's the highest-paid quarterback and I think he's actually the highest-played player in the league. As he should be. How are you supposed to build a team when you're paying him the most amount of money possible? He's won the same amount of Super Bowls as Nick Foles. Who are we kidding? Yeah. And that defense is terrible, is abysmal, because they haven't invested any money in it. Name one player that they've spent a big contract on on the defensive side of the ball, and that has impacted them negatively in the largest extent. That is why they're four and seven is because they have no defense. What are you talking about? They have Clay Matthews. Oh yeah, Clay <laughs> Matthews. See you are <laughs> laughing at it. It's true. No, they don't have a defense. It's a it's a team sport. Traded away Hawkland Dicks too. Aaron Rodgers is arguably the most important player in the league. Arguably. Uh, on what standard? On the standard of his ability to win games for them when it matters. On his on the standard if you're saying of him ab- being able to throw the ball better than but anybody in the league. If you're saying ability to win games, he's you're saying he's the most valuable player for ability to win games? I think he's the most talented quarterback in the league. That that is a fair argument, and a lot of people would argue that. But we're talking about here if he's difficult to work with, if his personality is too big for certain people to overcome. People don't like losing. No one was calling LeBron a bad teammate when he was in Miami. Wade and Bosch loved him, didn't they? Right. Yes. yes. Was anybody calling Rodgers a bad teammate when they were having winning seasons and when they won the Super Bowl? Well, have you considered? A, uh, have John? you can, wait, wait, Have you considered though that people didn't want to say anything because they were too afraid of the out, you know, the backlash that could come from speaking out against LeBron? No, because they were winning. Do you understand? All, I mean, I think that's obviously part of it, but I think some of it might be because they you're don't losing. Want to. You want to find somebody to blame. All no. right. The, the, keep in mind, the Packers also made the playoffs. 13 seasons in a row, or something like that, some, some number like that, and yet Rodgers couldn't find the Super Bowl. What's up with that? You know, Brady finds his way to the Super Bowl. I hate well, to say, I hate to, historically, I hate to use, the I hate NFC to has Brady. been stronger competition in the playoffs in the AFC recently. 
I'd say in the last ten years. Is, is that fair. a debate? Okay, it's fair. But Tom Brady, regardless, you find a way to the Super Bowl again against a weaker competition in the AFC. Up until this year, the NFC has been stronger in when it comes down to the final eight teams from the NFC that goes to the playoffs. All right. Well, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one because six teams. Uh, there's. What do you mean, six teams? Six teams to go to the playoffs. Yes. Okay. I said eight. Okay. I'm a well, thank you, thank you for the correction. <laughs> I mean, I was calling you a rude. I, I just. I didn't even it. notice your mistake. <laughs> I honestly didn't even notice it. But the, are you doing some math there, Jake? Jake Jake's got the <laughs> whole hour going webcam. in his head. I wish yeah. we had a, a eight teams to make the playoffs. No, two, it's there's, six. No, there's there's two buys. No, there wouldn't be two buys if there were. It is six. Yeah, it is six. So the other thing, there's a couple <laughs> things that the, playoffs, the NBA, the NBA is eight. The NBA is eight. There are a couple things that come into the equation after, in the aftermath of the firing of Mike McCarthy, and the first is that what coach is going to replace him, who is arguably one of the better coaches in Packers history. I know there's some pretty big names, but he's put up some pretty big win totals, and he's up there among those coaches. But who do we think? is the best fit to take over. And I'm going to go to Jake first this time. You know, I, I unpopular opinion, you know, bring back Jeff Fisher. You know, he was just <laughs> not not the not the greatest win-loss record of all time, but, uh, you know, if Mike McCarthy can get to the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, I think Jeff Fisher is also capable of doing so. But who I actually think that the Packers should hire is Josh McDaniels. I mean, Josh McDaniels has been working with one of the best quarterbacks of all time for tw- 10 years now, and um, he's had great success. So if, if he can do it with Tom Brady, I, I believe he can do it with Aaron Rodgers. Now, going back to Jeff Fisher, before the show, you were pulling up all these quarterback names. Who, who were some of the ones that you had you know, let's that he influenced? Take a quick look. <laughs> Actually, that he drafted. That was what the, you know, the big s- thing here. Steve McNair, saw quarterback Vince Young, Sam Bradford, eh. Nick Foles, Super Bowl, Jared Goff. I mean, he he drafted Jared Goff, but Jared Goff was. Wait, how did he draft Nick Foles? Or did he get traded? Was he not always with the Eagles? He picked up Nick Foles when he was on the Rams. The Rams. The Rams. So he didn't oh, draft oh, him. he didn't draft him, but he had him. You know, had him. Yeah, he had him. Up. He made the big. Remember the but big blockbuster trade yes, for Nick Foles? Yes, yeah, in yeah, Sam Bradford. Okay, he did. It wasn't a trade for Nick Foles. It was a trade for Sam Bradford. Oh, you're and right. And just right, Nick right. Foles got caught up wait, in the wait. mess. I mean, granted, I think Sean McVay. Chip Kelly was trying to do his Frankenstein right? nonsense. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Sean McVay is a much better head coach than Jeff Fisher, and I think that's why Jared Goff is the way that he is because he's a systematical quarterback and did not fit in Jeff Fisher's system, but. You know he's doing well now, and he did draft him. I still can't wrap my head around that trade. So you said <laughs> you said systematical, and I think that is the big key here for whoever they bring in. They need to bring in somebody that is an offensive mind that can make things a lot easier for Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's the trend going forward. We're no longer searching out these defensive tough coaches. It's trying to find the guy that's going to put up thirty plus points a game. And produce these big numbers for the for quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, like Jared Goff, like Mitchell Trubisky, and a guy that I th- I came up with was uh, Eric Bieniemy, who was a former NFL running back, and he's now the offensive coordinator for Kansas City. And honestly, you get you get Matt Nagy coming from Kansas City, and you also got Doug Peterson. Peterson, I I'm never gonna get that right. Coming from Kansas City, 
there's a clear trend here. If you learn from Andy Reid, you're probably going to put up some good offensive numbers. Um, let's look at who learned from Bill Belichick. Nick Saban, Alabama. Josh McDaniels. You know, Josh, your best in the NFL, a best your best defense is a good offense. That's just the way the league is going. Like you said, we're not seeing the 85 Bears type defense anymore. We're seeing high scoring offenses. That's is, the that, truth. is that statement right? Wait, what do you Did mean? Did he flip it? He said your best defense is a good offense. Yeah, your best defense. Yeah, no, is a good I thought offense. it was the it statement to, was the statement used to be the other way around. But his point, and it's a good one, is that the league is slowly drifting towards the sense that the only way you're going to win games is if is if you outscore your opponent. Running backs have dramatically lost value in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, people are saying you don't even need to take a Are you out of your mind? You know how many good running backs? James Conner. No, no, no. We're, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing I'm this. I'm just saying. We're not doing this. There this, are, is a, this will cause a war. I'm just saying there's many terrific running backs in the NFL, and arguably all running backs in the NFL have success. Arguably. They just, do. So who's your coach pick? I, I can't, I'm not going to do that. You said Josh, Josh McDaniels. I'm not going to get into it with him. So who is your pick, though, Sean? Uh, Josh McDaniels. I, I couldn't care less. It's Aaron Rodgers' team. It's like it's like throwing a Tyron. So Lewin. you're saying you're saying it, that it's throwing Tyron Lewin. So Aaron Rodgers is going to call the plays. No, no, I, I'm saying Josh McDaniels because Josh McDaniels has been working with a veteran quarterback his whole career, and he knows how to handle a veteran quarterback, and he knows that it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Well, so. I agree with that point. I just he's saying over here that he doesn't care who's the coach. Aaron Rodgers is just going to do his thing. I mean, clearly him doing his thing is is four wins, so that's pretty successful. Didn't you just say he was a team player? And now you want him controlling everything? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Look, I'm going to say it, and I think that's not terrible. enough people say it, but Aaron Rodgers is a terrible person. He is. I relax, Joe. Oh. No, he is. He is. He's selfish. Nobody wants to say it. He's incredibly selfish. He is so selfish, and that is why they're not doing well. But everyone wants to talk about, oh, look how athletic he is. Look how good his arm is. Look at him, look at him move. I agree. It was time for McCarthy to get out of Green Bay. That was just a matter of the fact. But um, maybe Rodgers thought that was the only approach possible to get him out of town. I mean, if that you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? So he's out of there, so we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll say see. you, Sean. We'll, we'll I, see I don't does. know. Fire completely <laughs> lost me. Um I don't know what you are talking about there, Joe. You have a generational talent in Aaron Rodgers. Just one of the all-time greats, and you want to call him selfish? Why wanna... do you want to make excuses for him, though? I'm not making excuses for him. I'm saying it how it is. You just called him selfish, too. You said you wanted to be his team regardless. He is the LeBron but, of the NFL. But why are we making no. excuses for these guys what to are, let their popularity to go to their head and be selfish? What why excuse- are we? Oh, the pop- you're, 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 you think he cares about no, but popularity? You, that's not what I'm saying. You are right now saying that we should be okay with Aaron Rodgers doing what he does because he's the great. Like, just ignore everything because he's he the do? greatest. At what his does position. he do? He takes a, a big amount of money because he's the best quarterback on the planet. Is he, that what he oh, does wrong? He's not the best he quarterback is, on the planet. He is hoarding the money. Is the, He's already gotten hoarding paid before. Money. He is taking up a huge amount of the cap space. You look at quarterbacks like Tom Brady, who's the perfect example, takes, and that team does well. He takes pay cuts. He takes pay cuts. Okay, well, Tom find, Brady is the Kevin me, Durant. Find me a team that, that overpays no. a quarterback in the top five range that has won a Super Bowl. Find me a quarterback that's done that. 
in in in, in recent years. I've, I'm yet to find it. Teams need to be complete, and you can't complete a team by overplaying one pl- by specifically overpaying one player. You Peyton just Manning, can't. Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson wasn't paid when they won the Super Bowl. Was he not? He was not yet. No. He was still in his rookie deal. Oh, I guess so. Um, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Okay, Peyton Manning. I would agree. But I mean, how, was he the top of his? I, I'd I'd be curious to see the numbers. Was he was he the they highest? They threw some paid? shekels at him to get him to to Denver. That is true. Um, what are you indicating? Just just say it. I think we should move on to where McCarthy best fits. Right. Yeah, we're just gonna keep jawing at each other. Now McCarthy is a going to be a very very highly sought after head coach candidate for teams that are desperate to change the direction of their franchise. I'm gonna go to Sean first this time. Who do you think is a best fit for Mike McCarthy? Arizona. And and I said this to you before the show. Why do you think that they'd fire their head coach after one season and just go and hire Mike McCarthy? Because they saw how Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers worked together uh, when the team was complete, and I think that Mike McCarthy and Josh Rosen could work similarly together. There were a lot of comparisons drawn between Rosen and Rodgers. That's fair. Also, you have a better running back in Arizona than ever in Green Bay Packers lore. Honestly, I can't even think of a good Packers running back. Paul Horning. Paul Horning's back are, in the '60s, um, maybe, and David Johnson would still beast him. Who was the guy in like the early 2000s? Amon Green. Yes. Yeah, Amon Green, pretty good, but still, David Johnson better. Now, Jake, I'm going to ask you the same exact question because I I see it written in in the notes. Yep. Why do I, you uh, also think that the Giants are just going to fire Pat Shermer and bring in Mike McCarthy? You know, the <laughs> Giants should do. That, that's realistically the what Giants is a big do. big football town. Big football town expects big success. I mean, that's that's just a matter of the fact. And you know, the Giants have great players, and they just they're not getting wins. Why aren't they getting wins? Time to get McCarthy in there. They can't do any worse with McCarthy. Fact. I don't think they're going to move on from Shermer. I'm a, what, Why wouldn't they? He's terrible. <laughs> you have you have. Two, I'm not content with him. I'll be honest. I'm not content terrible. with him, but. The Giants are not that type of a franchise. They're going to give them a couple years. They, they want to see how things go. Some of go. the best players in the NFL: Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley, Landon Collins, well, Landon, Olivier Landon's Vernon. Hurt. Olivier Vernon hasn't had a good year. But I, I see where you're do they coming have potential? from. They do have potential. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen. That's where you though. should go. Okay. I, I'm, I'm be honest with you guys. I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping you'd come in here with teams that are probably going to fire their head coaches. But when was the last time? Arizona is two wins. But realistically, Uh, Joe, you're a Giants fan, correct? Yes, I am. I would welcome Mike McCarthy, but I know that they're not going to fire him. Okay, who do who are you picking? I would pick the Jets because there is a high likelihood that they move on from Todd Bowles, who hasn't really done much in his time with the Jets. Okay, but there was a the the difference in talent from the Jets to the Giants. The Giants have so much more talent than the Jets. It's unbelievable. But that's not the thing here is that the Jets aren't the, I mean, Giants, the Giants are wanna, just not going to fire Pat Shermer. The, the Giants have the ability to win now. They just signed an all-pro left tackle last season, Nate Solder. They have the He's abil- played like crap. I've I've vomited every time watching him get run around by any quick defensive end. Doesn't matter. They they still have players that have had his have had success historically throughout the NFL. Well, they've already made it clear that they want to move on and rebuild. So Pat Shermer is going to stick around for three years. They're going to be really bad. They're going to fire him, and then they're going to bring in somebody that's going to be molded around 
hopefully Jake Fromm or Tua Tavangaloa. But my, my team that I was saying was I think that the Jets is perfect for Mike McCarthy. He's the type of guy that would fit well in a New York atmosphere in that type of market. He gets Darnold to work with. He can mold around him, bring in some good weapons, help him have a good start to his career, and then there's some strong defensive pieces. You talk about Marcus May. You talk about Jamal Adams. You talk about uh, Darren Lee. The list goes on and on. I don't. The only other option, I think, is really the Browns. I thought one of you guys were going to say the Browns, but I think Bruce Arians is probably going to end up going there. Or Josh McDaniels. He was also looking at the Browns, yeah, too. Yeah, apparently he's from the, the Canton-Akron area. Yep. Now, so we'll see how that goes. The season is slowly coming to a close. There are five weeks left, and the MVP discussion has only heated up. Tons of names have been thrown out in the mix. And I'm curious as to why Sean thinks this one player, and I think if you make the right case, he might be able to be an MVP, but why do you think that he should be? There has been no more dominant player in this league this season than Aaron Donald. No one player has been more productive at their position this year than Aaron Donald. He has accumulated 16.5 sacks, 20 tackles for losses, and four forced fumbles, in addition to 30 extra solo tackles. And that's all while playing an interior defensive lineman role and Earlier in the season, uh, a stat came out that when he only only had like 11 and a half sacks, that he was double teamed on 77% of defensive snaps. This is such a ridiculous season that he's having. I know all the uh, NBA teams like to say that a player is going unconscious when they start heating up and they just start uh, draining threes. He has been playing unconscious this entire season. He is the most valuable player in this uh, the league. I mean, he also has Ndamukong Kesu inside of him too, which helps. Yeah, but he was he's been dominant without having those guys. This is a know, different is, level. He it's has a different level, Joe. He has more guys where the offense offenses can't solely focus on Aaron Donald. They got they got other guys to worry about. I mean, Ndamukong Kesu is arguably another Hall of Fame D tackle. Did you hear what I said? He's getting double teamed on over seventy five percent of the plays. He's doing this, so with, they are giving him attention with all they, the attention. One hundred percent, they give him attention. But I just think there's a lot of other guys on that Rams defensive line that help Don get the job done. Jake, now I'm a little bit shocked with your pick here. I was thinking you were going to go with my guy, but who is your Drew MVP? Drew Brees. I mean, at the age that he is, and his productivity this season, Drew Brees. It is remarkable. He's completing the ball at 75.5%. He's thrown 3,000 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, has a QBR of 85.4, which is just a decimal point underneath your pick, Pat Mahomes. And, you know, besides that dud of a game he played last week against the Cowboys, I mean, he, he's been lights out this whole season. And the Saints offense has been just lights out this whole season. And, you know, they're going to make a deep playoff run, and we'll just, we'll see how that goes. But... That's that's my pick, Drew Brees. So I ended up going with Patrick Mahomes here, and I think there's a bit of a difference between the two. And the numbers are obviously there for, for Patrick Mahomes. The younger guy, 3,923 passing yards, 41-10 to 10 touchdown to interception rating, and then 118 passer rating. But I think that the reason why I'm deciding to go with Mahomes here, while it's amazing that 
Drew Brees has been successful at such an older age, I think it's also equally impressive that he's been successful basically in his first year in the league. He hasn't he didn't play at all last season. It's his first full year, and he's able to come out here and put up this type of production. He is able to make some incredible plays with his legs. He's able to extend plays. He's able to, and we saw with, uh, I forget which game it was, but it was a Sunday night football game in which he made a lefty pass and completed it. It was versus the Broncos. It was versus the Broncos. But I just love watching him move around, and I think that he brings a huge, unquantifiable impact to this team. So the, the Chiefs last year fell apart midway through the season after starting 6-0 and with Alex Smith at the helm, and there's a big difference between him and Alex Smith. And then the, there's a reason why there are they 10-2 and or 9-2? and No, they're 10-2. and There's a reason why they're 10-2 and right now at this point in the year. And do you know who one of their losses are to? Jeez, here we go. It doesn't do. Neither of these players are more valuable than the New England Patriots. Can Pat Mahomes win the big game? We'll see come playoff time. I think that he's going to step up. I think he's going to step up, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs found a way to flunk out of the playoffs, which they've continually done. He will torch the Pats in the playoffs. Is that your is that your is that your hot take? Is that your bold take? He'll torch the uh, the Patriots. All right. Well, if we're not allowed to bet on the, on this uh, show, but uh, if you're right, I'll take you out to Applebee's. Oh, I'd love Does that. Does that count as a bet? Is Paul Wasabian going to come bar- barging through this door? <laughs> no, I'm just going to you know, a couple Applebee's between friends, you know. Get on the I hear sports betting. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the packet, isn't it? <laughs> just because Rhode Island legalized it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, then let's. Sorry, I didn't. Let's keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows who Paul Kasabian is. That, our... was, that was a rough, that was a <laughs> Joe, rough voice. Joe, you want to talk about another? Uh, yeah, so I, lo- league. I love talking about these new leagues just because it's funny to talk about <sighs> them. It's a fun discussion because, I mean, we haven't been around in which leagues have come out of the ground. In the 80s, it was a big thing, and then early 2000s, USFL came out of the ground in the 80s. And then the XFL early 2000s for one season. Now the XFL is back. Andrew Luck's uh, father, I believe, is the commissioner, Oliver Luck. And they recently announced, very interestingly enough, that they're going to be hitting markets of teams already claimed by the NFL. Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, New York, St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington, D.C. They're going to play a 10-week schedule. I was not able to find information indicating if they're going to be a spring league or not. But I think that they are going to they be. They have to be spring league. They wouldn't. Yeah. wouldn't survive. No, not a not a yeah, not a doubt. But I got an article from the Associated Associated Press as the NFL or the XFL hopes to deliver a fan centric, innovative experience, including fast paced games and a family friendly environment, completed or complemented by cross platform viewing options and real time fan enga- engagement. So it sounds exactly like the AAF. There's not much of a disparity. But the real question is here is, do you think that the XFL and the AAF are both going to bite each other's, I don't know where I was going with that, but do you think that they're going to slow each other down so much that they end up both folding? I hope that they, uh, I actually hope they both go in the same season so they can compete with each other and we'll see which league has the best setup. So I guess in the future, once both these leagues start to adapt and develop and they both die out then we could see, okay, which league was uh, superior and how do we want to mold future leagues like that. Uh, 
I don't think that's going to be anything special for the first couple of years. I mean, I, I love McMahon, so I I love his energy. I mean, if it's if it's played in the spring, you know, there's a there's a long drought of without football for. Um, but a the long problem of time. is, is the AAF and the XFL are both going to be played in the spring. I'll be watching the XFL. You're going to pick the XFL over the AAF. Yes, despite 100%. Jose Duncan. I watch. URI. I'll watch every San Diego Fleet game for Jose. But I will prefer to watch the XFL. All right, fair enough. I mean, I just don't think that the XFL. I think the winner in this is probably going to be the AFL or the AAF because the XFL, for whatever reason, chose to go specifically in markets that are already claimed. Because they know there's going to be fans that are going to have, have the need to watch. They're going to have the itch. Exactly. Sean, you you don't have the itch. Me, you don't have the no, itch, Joe. You got no, 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 no. Got no itch. I have the Super Bowl. You I have that feeling. The, I oh, have it. the itch, but <laughs> I uh, <laughs> isolate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that should be a soundbite that we just <laughs> yeah. throw in randomly. That should be a chlamydia uh, cure Jeez, ad. Again, <laughs> What's wrong with talking you're about? Just no, talk about your itch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have the itch. I just don't think that that's gonna work that well. You're disgusting. <laughs> I don't think that competing head on with markets that are already gold mines for the NFL. I I think that that's like you know going to the gold mine analogy. That's like going into a gold mine that's already been carved out. You're not gonna find much. Joe, people don't want to watch a baseball game anymore. That's just fact. That's true. Baseball sucks. So so you know, slow. Pe- people are gonna if it's if it's a true family fun environment. You know, instead of going down to the ballpark, they'll be going over to. Uh, I don't know, Coca-Cola Stadium, whatever they decide to name it, to watch a whatever these teams' names are. I don't even <laughs> I not, nothing about it. Yet. So are you going to go to some XS, XFL games if they're no. in D.C.? You're no, not going to go I, to a single one. I, it, no. If someone said, I have free tickets to uh, an XFL Washington, D.C. Free tickets? Uh, no. I will not drive to D.C., find parking, <laughs> pay for parking. See? I will not do it. If I, I won't no- watch them on TV either. If you have nothing better to do. There's always something better to do. Apparently, Boston fans are actually really disappointed that the XFL didn't put a team in Boston. Yeah, oh, boo-hoo, Boston. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You're just what? upset because oh, oh, they would be champions also. They'd yeah, be champions. Yeah, they're the most just infuriating. The only dumb team I think here is that they shouldn't have put one in New York. They should, shouldn't. They should, should not have? They should not have. Why I know that? that the market is so big, but uh, that uh, a team in New York is just going to get caught up in all of the other stuff that's going on, and nobody's going to pay attention to them. A lick of attention. The draft in and teams drafting in New York is going to get more attention than how this team plays. Whatever the hell they're going to name them. Yeah, well, because that's the NFL draft. People care about that. That's fair. That's Did fair. you see what he wrote for the next segment? <laughs> we we got to get into it, but <laughs> oh, I'll let no. him. This, <laughs> this All right, well, just, I mean, well, this we'll, is the we first gotta... time that Jake is going to be a part of this, but it is Sean and I's. Favorite segment, and that's Fat Stats. Fat Stats, Joe. Fat, fat stats, stats, Jake. I'm going to make a fat little stats. intro for us when we, when we do Fat Stats. <laughs> what do, get, uh, yeah, you want to get into it? Yeah, welcome to Fat Stats. Yeah, I know. Maybe we can get, <laughs> we'll just get Jake that. to do it. We'll just yeah. go, Fat Stats. <laughs> nope, that's not. That's not. I'm more of like a, and hello, everybody. Welcome that's to good. Fat Stats. No, that was bad. Yeah, but that's not really Ugh. an intro, though. Like, we need like Ugh. a, like a. You know, like it's the equivalent of it's the equivalent of if you're on TV and you have a transition into the next topic, you can't just be like, "Hello, everybody, it's Fat Stats." Whatever, Sean, who's your guy? My guy, 
Dante Pettis, wide receiver for the 49ers this week. Five receptions, 129 yards, and a whopping two touchdowns. Good for you, Dante Pettis. They're rooting for him. Jake, you're going to go last because yours is a bit it's asinine. Ridiculous. But, and <laughs> I was saying this to Sean beforehand. I looked at this stat and I'm like, okay, is there another guy with this name that I'm missing? No, Joe, Joe has the fattest stat of the week. I'll give it to him. Josh freaking Allen rushed for 135 yards. I didn't even know this. I don't know how I went. it went unknown because I love rookie quarterbacks. And 200, I mean, who cares, but 231 passing yards. But That's still... 135. That's a lot of, of all-purpose yards. It is a lot of all-purpose yards. And it's kind of funny because a lot of scouts compared him to Cam Newton, and during the draft I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. He's, he's not sneaky, that mobile. He's sneaky athletic. He is sneaky athletic, and he's sneaky mobile. He ran a 4-7 for crying out loud, and he's proven that he can move. I just hope he doesn't get and hurt. Some some hurt of that guy. I don't even know. Who was that against? Minnesota. He's done it, he's done it multiple times. He's done it more than once. Yeah, he's... I think he's like the fan favorite rookie quarterback now, right? Oh yeah, over Baker. No, like he's no. the people champion. No chance. He's the Baker. Baker okay. Mayfield is an absolute. I think, let's be real here. Too many people are going to get caught up in the Lamar Jackson hype. Oh, oh he's three and zero. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, let's let's, let's, just, let's yeah. hear this nonsense. Do we want? Do we even so, want you know, to hear? Me, it? me, Ed Lee, Nas, Amel headed up to the wing of the New oh, England. So you last saw week. this happen? Two hundred percent. So. You know, we're, we're in the stadium, we're, we're having a good time. You know, we're watching Kirk Cousins fumble another game. Kirk. I said Kirk. You said Kurt. You said Kurt. Did I? Yeah, we correct people on the show because we're God, terrible people. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. We're you know, those the, people. The poc- pocket breaks down, really drops back, scrambles out to his left, slides, and it was the most magical slide I've ever seen in my life, and he slid across that 1,000-yard rushing mark past Saquon Barkley all-time career rushing yards in the NFL. <laughs> and, you know, it's just it's just a great, you know, Brady has done it all. I mean, he's rushed for 1,000, you know, oh he's God. won five Super Bowls. I can't believe he just threw the Saquon. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. It's true. He is, he, Tom Brady it took him has like, more career rushing yards. It took him 10 yards. times as long as it will take Saquon to get that. He's going to get He's going to get uh, 18 times. Doesn't doesn't matter. Tom Brady going to get this week. Just, I, I, Tom I, Brady, <laughs> the immobile gazelle, has a thousand yards rushing in the NFL. I remember I just, Brian Urlacher. Ugh, Brian Urlacher. He he did take. Where it. are your ankles? He did take Urlacher's ankles. <laughs> I I don't why I don't know why this made me think of this, but run, I remember Tommy run, run Tommy in run. Peyton Manning's last few years, I would always love play with, playing with Peyton Manning and Ultimate Team because he had that fifty four rating. And it was just so fun scrambling with him because it took him 20 minutes to get to the line of scrimmage. Just a random thought. Six stat, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it was a six stat. Can we just we gotta keep him, we gotta keep it moving here. That was a bit <laughs> off tangent. All right, upside downside, Jake. You don't have any, but we're gonna let you go off cuff. Tariq Cohen was mine, and the reason was is he is the shortest player in 83 years to throw a passing touchdown. Now, it came against the Giants, and I nearly almost punched my TV again for the second time after he threw it because it was the game-tying touchdown in the series of events. But, hey, the dude's 5'6", he threw a touchdown. That's pretty cool. I don't think anyone else is going to come close to that. FCS product. Uh, My my upside of the week. Uh, Hey, Ryan Fowler, eat your heart out, dude. Uh, Derwin James uh, recently ranked the top rookie in the 2018 class deservedly so he's a stud the skins should have gotten him but the skins got deron Payne. he deron Payne's a stud but james is legit 
he will be all pro next year. Eat your heart out, everyone that said, oh. He might be all pro this year. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's fantastic. Jake, you got anything for us? Or you yep. Can... You know, up, upside <laughs> for me, this guy's just a class act, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Like, how is that an upside? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm telling everyone that, that called me wrong on Twitter, look now. When yeah, I said we don't that know that for Payne. sure if he's going to be the top. Like, what if he blows uh, out both of his recently, knees? Uh, what is wrong with you? Right, cool yeah, guys. What, so what is ahead, wrong with ahead, you for right. making that statement? <laughs> all right, so we got a, go ahead, Jake, go ahead, got a real <laughs> class act here. This guy, you know, he had two rushing touchdowns last week. You know, I'm, I've been hitting the Patriots, you know, just, just off the brain. But James Devlin, fullback, you know, does does what he needs to do. He had two rushing touchdowns. Sean, did you fully explain upside downside and I also? Did, I, I don't stats? know if he knows it, but so, uh, it's fine. Jake, <laughs> no, I just want to explain it to you because you should have done them. Can I explain what I think it is? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'd actually, like no, that. I want to hear what you think it is. I thought of it as just like a random performance. Just a guy. Guy did his job. I mean, did his job. He's there. It's for random. What for fat stats or no for, for upside. upside? That you, that's you just a fair told me to think of one. What, what about fat stats? What did you think fat stats was? Another random. St- I thought it was like pretty similar topic. Just find a stat, bam. Yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so it was more a statistical total from someone for fat stats that we think had a big game. It kind of came out of nowhere and it, 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 it interested us, it and that stat. people might not have noticed. That came out of nowhere. But it's more. But th- that's like a it, that should. All right, Joe, relax. It's it's a, no, no, a, no. I'm, I'm actually, just trying to I didn't hate Jake's. It. it was different. He was it's happy different. for the guy. I'm just trying to explain. Upside, you know. I'm just trying to explain. You should have done James FCS Devlin. product. You should have done James FCS Devlin product? as your fat stat. No, because he had two touchdowns. J- did Devlin but the point, make you happy? the point, the point, happy. Oh, the upside. Fun, <laughs> <laughs> the point of the upside FCS is something product? that happens. Brown University. Something that happens that makes you happy. Brown University. Downside is something that makes <laughs> Joe's you. Joe's just breathing <laughs> for air here. <laughs> A downside is something that makes you not happy. Okay. So, just so for, for the next clarity. for the next topic, just think of something. That made me upset in the NFL. Yeah, yes, last week. Yes, last week. Because we've had some good. <laughs> r- we created upside downside to rant, and my downside this week was the Jaguars Colts game, and it's a good defensive showing. Get angry, but probably the most uninteresting football game to watch. I'll admit, I tuned in for a second, and then I stopped, and I'm like, nope, this isn't happening. I'm not watching this crap. So Andrew Luck was not able to put any points on the board. And from what I understand, yeah, I know I studied. <laughs> from what I understand, I didn't even see this happen, but apparently they went for it on fourth down in the red zone and did not kick field goals, and that is part of the reason why they lost. The yardage difference was 265 to 211, which is just barf. That's terrible. Rushing, and this is the worst part of it, 41 rushing yards for the Colts. 41. And then 79 for the Jaguars. Both teams 0-2 in the red zone. I just I don't know how anyone could even want to watch just that a game. Of a they should have just cut it. The, <laughs> whoever was broadcasting, probably Fox. No, it was probably CBS. CBS yeah. should have just gone to commercial for two hours, <laughs> just straight commercial. Go watch Go watch the XFL then, Joe. I will. <laughs> I don't want to watch a six nothing game. I don't. Just somebody score. You Cody Kessler, you suck. I got go I, ahead. I gotta get to my downside. Reports coming out that Chargers are willing to. Get Melvin Gordon in the game on Sunday. Did you see those? No. Melvin Gordon apparently expected to play or could possibly play on Sunday. Los Angeles, I swear to God, if you let this man play, you will never win a Super Bowl because he is the golden ticket for you to win in the playoffs. 
And if you rush him back when you are already basically guaranteed a playoff spot, no one else is catching you in the AFC. But if you rush him <laughs> and, he gets, and he gets hurt, Melvin Gordon's knee cartilage and blood will be on your hands until you move to another city. <laughs> Ugh. They just moved to Los Angeles. I know. That was the joke. <laughs> I can't I keep moving. I, I don't care. Don't rush him back. Sit him to the playoffs. Jake, what made you upset? And can I take a guess that it's Patriots related? No, come on. <laughs> come on, Joe. He's better than that. But um, you know, it was a big big game this week for, you know, Houston Texans, Cleveland Browns. You know, Texans on that amazing winning streak and the Browns after firing who after firing Hugh Jackson, you know, they looked to have some steam behind them and did not have a great showing against the Texans. I, I was I was hoping that Cleveland would step up to the Texans and have a chance at making the wild card. I mean, that'd be great for Cleveland. I mean, Baker Mayfield loved that guy, and uh, they just didn't get the job done. I was upset. I was upset to see it. They uh, they got pretty slapped around. <laughs> yeah, one might did. say <laughs> they did. But you know what? If Hugh Jackson was there, they were lost by sixty. So. All right. <laughs> Do you want to get to the picks? Our <laughs> final segment that we have before we have a call-in, which is the first time from a, a supporter of the podcast, we have Who You Got. And I'm asking you this right now, Sean, probably something that should have been done beforehand, but do we include Jake in this? Is that going to make things weird? We'll let him join. I don't want him All to right. sit here and not be included, right? Last right. time uh, you guys asked me questions, I was five for five, so... Well, this is different. It's just game picks. This I know, is, and I'm this is game be picks. 100%. No that's analysis. A really, that's, that's a bold. That's bold a bold claim. statement. Hey, Joe. All right, tell us the averages. The averages to the Anderson faithful. Thank you. What do you mean? Thank you. I did better than you. I pulled. I pulled it off again. <laughs> I, I don't I, know how statistically that's possible, but I'm still I, behind. I you. I double checked it three. I triple checked it. I hate you. <laughs> I we need a, an intern to do the math for us because I, I don't a, trust you. I shot a 38% on the I'll week. I'll do it. I'll do the math. Joe you want to be our a, intern? A 44%. No, I'm just kidding. I'm okay. failing my math class. Oh. <laughs> so the season averages. Wait, wait. You think, you think sh- even if you're failing a math class, do you think Sean does better math than you? Yes. Right? Yes. I, uh, can I just get I got the season an A averages? calc, by the I'm way. I'm very good at every I single – hold on, hold on real quick. I'm very good at every class except for math, all A's and B's. Look at my transcript. Go on. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this week, I retain the lead. Season average, 56%. Specifically, 55.91%. Season average for Joe, 55%. S- specifically, 55.15%. I hate you. So I have the lead. Joe, who you got? No, that's my thing. Who you got? <laughs> We're going to go into it. And the last time these teams played, it was a snoozer. It's going to be another snoozer. Titans-Jaguars Thursday night football tonight. By the way, did either of us pick the Saints losing? No, we both. Neither of us yeah. picked the Saints losing. I was tempted, but I was like, no, it's not going to happen. But Titans-Jaguars, Sean, go first. Jaguars. Titans. Titans. Bills, Jets. Who, who, who's playing quarterback for the Jaguars? Cody Kessler. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and then the Bengals, <laughs> keep this in mind when you pick for the Bengals, Jeff Driscoll is the starting quarterback for the Bengals now that Andy Dalton is hurt. What's but the game? another snoozer, Jeff's – or Jeff's. <laughs> <laughs> Jets. How is there not a franchise called the Jeffs? That would be a great team. I would support Shut them. up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Jets, Bills. You guys pick, please. 
No, uh, you go first. You want me Don't to go dodge. First? Yeah, go first. Bills. Wait, who'd you just say? Jets, Bills. <laughs> oh, uh, Bills. Jeffs, I'm picking the Jeffs in this one. Giants, Redskins. Giants. No, no. No, wait, no, did you just no, pick the Giants? The Redskins will win. <laughs> I'm going to pick Giants. Go ahead. Giants. The Redskins have been awful since Alex Smith has been hurt. Mark Sanchez. Ugh, yuck. What a terrible game. What a terrible first three games. I know. Is there hope I, for the rest? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at, at least he had the butt recovery. Butt recovery. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Sean. Saints Buccaneers. Come on, let's not let's not get in each other's throats. <laughs> the, this is the first time. The Saints. Saints. Saints who? Saints Buccaneers. Saints. Patriots Dolphins. I said the Saints. Okay. Patriots Dolphins. Patriots by 100. Patriots. You're not up yet. But uh, I'm going to say Patriots, but you did say Patriots. Ravens, Chiefs. Ooh, this is Ooh. a tough one. This is a tough one. Chiefs. I feel, I feel like the Ravens could just, Lamar Jackson could sneak up on you and get it. Mm, Chiefs. Chiefs. Who you got? I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. Well. Colts, Texans. <laughs> <laughs> Texans. You know what? The Texans are losing this week. Colts. Yeah, I'm going to go Colts. Oh, Falcons, okay. Packers. 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 Falcons. Aaron Rodgers is every. Good. He's gonna go off this week. <laughs> I think I picked the Falcons every it's week. Almost every week you pick the Falcons. <laughs> and how many times? Oh has been man, Panthers, Browns, Panthers, Panthers. Don't say Browns, please. Cleveland. Oh Jesus, that's gross. Uh, now you know how I feel when you pick the Browns, right? Broncos, Forty ers <laughs> Honestly, Broncos, Broncos, Broncos. Bengals, Chargers, Jeff Driscoll at hand. Chargers. 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 Lions, Cardinals. Lions. Lions. Lions, Steelers, Raiders. Steelers. 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 Eagles, Cowboys. Is that Sunday night? Nope. That's afternoon? Yep, 4 o'clock. Eagles, Cowboys. Eagles. sneaky one. I'm going to say Eagles. I want to say Eagles, too, but... Mm. <laughs> say it. I think it was Dallas. All right. Tough to stop Zeke. I don't know if Trubisky's playing or not, but Bears-Rams. Rams. Rams. If Trubisky was playing, I'd give the Bears a shot, but Rams. And this is Monday night, Vikings-Seahawks. Another prime time for Minnesota Seahawks. Vikings. I'll give it to the Vikings also. All right, now we're going to transition to Sean, who's going to be taking a caller for us. And joined today by us is a great supporter of the show, listened to every episode, been very interactive with us, a hometown hero, if you would say, in Timmy Abera. Timmy, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show, John. Yeah, uh just before we get into it, how's the uh how's the weather in Blacksburg right now? Chilly, not too bad actually today, but it's been uh, averaging around thirty, thirty degrees Fahrenheit and pretty chilly, it sucks, but can't wait to go home. I just know, <laughs> I just know uh Virginia Tech students love complaining about the wind down there because of their so-called mountains. It's just a bunch of hills. But uh, I know you wanted to uh, talk about an interesting topic. I thought you being a uh, NFC East guy, because we're both from uh, Virginia, but you wanted to uh, discuss the Bears-Rams game this week. 
Yes. So I think the um, I looked through the matchups of this week, and you know, there's some decent matchups, I would say. But the one that intrigued me the most was the Bears Rams game, just because of the fact that uh, you have two young two young head coaches, Matt Nagy, Sean McVay. I think two of the more innovative coaches in the game, and I think this is sort of the the uh, manner in which the NFL is heading towards, like younger, more innovative coaches compared to the more conventional Jeff Fisher esque types. I think they're going to be on a back burner for the next 10, 10 or 15 years, and then they'll cease to exist. So that's, that's the reason why I was uh, pretty intrigued in this game. I want to talk about it. But. Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't know you were going to take the, the coach's angle uh, with this being a, a, an interesting matchup. Uh, my most interesting part of this game will be if the Bears' defense can somewhat stagnate that Rams' offense. Now, I, I we both know that the Bears have – uh, probably one of the fastest defensives in football going against the fastest offense with the Rams. Yeah, so, you know, I spent a decent amount of time watching the Rams this season uh, just by chance, and I was able to uh, get, um, what's it called, NFL, NFL pass so I can break out access to every game. And so the thing is, I think it's quite a a couple of things that I want to point out that I feel like most people don't realize is that the, the Rams run – 95% of their offense out of 11 personnel, so one running back and one tight end. So 95% of their plays that are run are with three receivers, one, one running back, one tight end, right? And 95% is way over the average. You have Miami that comes in second with 79%, and the league average is only 65%, right? So I think that it's a testament to how good of a coach Sean McVay is, the versatility that he can provide with, you know, three receivers, one running back, one tight end. Um, you have Cooks, you have, you had Cup, who was a um, you know, very efficient receiver uh, coming this season, you know, one of the most targeted receivers in the red zone. Um, you got Hig- Higby, Gurley, obviously, and Woods. So, and another thing I want to point out is that the Rams' offense is predicated, this is their, their bread and butter is outside zone. They run outside zone nearly every first down, uh, every first, first situation. And, as, you know, as you know, as a lineman, basically outside zone, you just want to create uh, cutback lanes for the running back, cutback lanes for Gurley, and create flow with the linebackers, right? That's the purpose, outside zone. And after that, it's basically a mixture of jet sweeps, fake jet sweeps, and play actions off outside zone. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but in many of the Rams games, you just see Robert Woods crossing the field, coming wide open. Um, Brandon Cook sometimes on a deep post route, but for the most part, it's all play action replays, like I said, off the outside zone, create flow with the linebackers. You have one driver out coming from the slot, a post route coming on top, maybe a comeback on the offensive side from the other receiver, and it could be going out to the flat or going out to the flat. So I just want to see how the Bears defense matches up uh, because, you know, obviously the best way to stop outside zone is, you know, you try to destroy the, the cutback lanes and you want to string it out as much as possible. So, you know, with Leonard Floyd, Khalil Mack, and, uh, you know, the Bears three four hybrid front. You know you have you have the pieces there, so that's something I just wanted to mention as well. So uh, we'll be wrapping up here shortly. Do you have a uh, a winner for this game? Yeah, I have the winner for that. So I have the, the Rams are currently three point, uh, basically a three point spread. I have them covering three point spread. I have them winning by ten. My prediction would be thirty four twenty four. And the one thing I do want to mention as well. Um, so another implication of this game is. Defensive Player of the Year candidate, uh, candidate argument. So you have Aaron Donald, you have Khalil Mack, and you have Eddie Jackson. In my opinion, Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, they run cover three the whole 
they, they race in one cover three every every play almost, right? One single one single high safety, and Eddie Jackson has the range, has everything in the safety that you want. Three defensive touchdowns this year. And I think this is the game that decides. Coach um, three, who is the defensive player of the year? Uh, probably goes Aaron Donald, but something I want to throw his name out there. So. Right, uh, that that's awesome, Timmy. Uh, we're really grateful that you were able to uh, join the show. We uh, we really appreciate all the support you've uh, been able to show us over the year. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Sean, and thank you to. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Have a great episode. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. That's going to be it for get to the point with Joe, Sean, and Jake. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GTTP Podcast as well as check us out on the Anchor Sports Network, which we will now be specifically a part of. We're heading this, Sean and I. Um, but make sure to follow Anchor Sports Net is the handle on Twitter. Also check us out on SoundCloud, Anchor Sports Network, and get to the point. And, you know, if you support us and you like listening to us, we got some young, up-and-coming, uh, talented guys that have started doing their podcast this week. So if you're interested, feel free to take a listen. The pretty good stuff that they put out there. We're going to get some closing remarks. Sean, go first. I what? What's your closing remark? What clo- You close it out? You close it out. And no, uh, We just, took care of the just home say business. thank you. That's all oh, you yeah. have to oh, say. Oh, thank you, you know, to the might, listeners that don't Jake, DM. Jake, I also, <laughs> I also, thank the listeners? I also might have a, a, a sister show coming out, uh, but we're not sure on the details of that yet. So uh, I guess we'll yeah, see so how that goes. Well, see, the thing I is... I just got replaced by some <laughs> other schmucks, but that's all right. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You No, the whole deal was that you weren't... It's not a sister show, and now we're getting looked at by Nick Cardi. I hope Cardi listens to this because I hate him, but... I um, also hate Nick Cardi. Yeah, I think we all do. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. If, if you if you were, you're not a schmuck, whoever's doing this. No, no, they're show. not sister shows. They're part of the club. But we were trying to get Jake involved with get to the point, and still are. We, yeah, we, we still are. But I think I think our best bet is it, depending on how things turned out with today, and it, it went very well. Jake will probably be the third voice uh, coming on here. I mean, it, it it wasn't too crowded, so definitely keep going back to that. But. Oh, I, I, I would like to thank uh, Timmy Barrett for coming on. I do appreciate him and all his support. Uh, if you do want to do something fun and cool like that, you can interact with the show. Uh, listen. Yeah, Tim did a great job. DM. To anything. Any interaction. Yep, 100%. That's going to be it for closing remarks because I think that's about it. Jake, you got anything? You know what, everybody? Just have a great day. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs>